on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it with two babies, stay-at-home mom, essentially, Chaz, like I ran on two to three hours of sleep a day for about five years. I say to my customers, I'm like, put me in, coach. Let's do this. Put me in. If there's money to be found, I'll find it. I'll drive the savings. You're going to be the hero. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I've got a wonderful queen here on the King stage today, Jackie Pressy. Thanks for being here, Jackie. Welcome. Thank you, Chaz. Thanks for having me. Uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm blown away at our already conversation that we've been having the last 15 okay. minutes. I had to like hurry up quick and hit the record button because there's so much energy getting passed back and forth between the microphones. Maybe it's the sugar in my system because I had daddy uh, donuts this morning with my daughters at their school. Or maybe it's just you bringing the energy. I don't know, but we're both fired up. Let's roll. Jackie, tell us what kind of business that you have. So Chaz, I have a transportation consultancy business. We provide auditing, analytics, consulting, and we also provide contract optimization services. We specifically focus on small parcel customers who spend more than a million dollars a year annually. That's who we partner with. We focus mostly on the U.S. and Canada, but we are growing into Europe and Asia and Latin America. Oh. So that's very exciting. Yeah. So we're excited for those new opportunities. That's incredible. So I just have to know before, before I even ask my first initial question, my yeah. sub question to that is, how does someone with so much energy like you get into auditing? Even when you said you're like the whole thing of your business, you like came down in your tone. You became really serious. You said it, it was great. Like you said exactly what you do and who you do it for. I yeah. love it. it was super clear. But it was not the same Jackie I've been talking to the last 11 minutes. What, how, did you, how did you get into this? You know what? It's, it's sheerly to drive savings for my customers. Honestly, like I'm so That's passionate about transportation. And even my customers say, Jackie, you make this exciting. Like I'm excited to drive these savings or excited to talk about your audits or you right. <laughs> discuss right. analytics. But at the end of the day, that is... You know, for the last decade, that's been my sole mission in life is to drive savings for my customers. And I'm really passionate about it because I'm so lucky to partner with so many enterprise level customers and companies like worldwide. They've brought me in the fold and they trust me. And it's exciting to be a part of their. Yeah. Yeah. I love the angle of being a part of a team, connecting it to people, because that's that's I can tell that's where your energy comes from is like. As soon as we popped on, it was just like, boom, we were two magnets together. And, and, but that's people. When you love people, when you love to serve people, energy just like combusts on the inside. Even for guys like me who are learned extroverts, I could probably tell you're probably a little bit more naturally extroverted. But for the guys that are listening right now or the ladies who are maybe a little bit more introverted naturally like I am, you can learn to combust with energy when you're excited about 
doing what you're doing in life, but then also specifically in your business, even though you're auditing and maybe a really, maybe boring analytics type of business, you can make it fun or have your customer, your clients say, Jackie, make it fun. So I just want to encourage the listener that, I mean, you're, you're not teaching anything quite yet, but you're already giving so much value of just, you know, being able to kind of exude through that, through value, through people, all that fun stuff. So I'm just tracking right with you. My first question, actually, Jackie, on the show is always the same, and it's why. So you've kind of gotten in, you've kind of tapped onto it a little bit here. Yeah. But what's like the burning desire, like deep down in Jackie? What's Jackie trying to? So I think it's twofold. I think it's professionally and business. So uh, sorry, like personally and business. So personally, I have two small kids, or I did, thirteen months apart, and you know, when I was a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, providing those opportunities to your children is what any parent wants. Personally, that's my drive. That's my focus. But professionally, it's partnering with those large corporations or, you know, anyone who spends more than a million dollars a year and finding those savings. I say to my customers, I'm like, put me in, coach. Let's do this. Put me in. If there's money to be found, I'll find it. I'll drive the savings. You're going to be the hero. You're the hero of the story. I'm going to make you successful. And they trust me with that. We're going to hit your numbers. We're going to hit that budget. And you're going to get promoted. And I'm going to be a part of your success. So that is the sheer drive behind it. And that's what makes auditing and analytics exciting, Chess. I love it. I was like being sucked into what you were saying there. Going like, yeah, yeah, let's hit our, yes. Let's hit the targets. Let's save money. Let's hit the budget. Yes. Let's charge the hill. You know, with some of my guests, I have to dig a little bit to get like the really deep seated why. But yeah. you just like just boom, there it is. Yeah. If you're listening right now and you haven't figured out that Jackie loves to serve and help people, holy moly, this is who she. And and obviously on the personal side, it's your kids and 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 guiding them and helping them. And on the other side, it's you know transportation and analytics. I just I'm just. Ha- <laughs> And that's, that's why they stay. They partner, you know, like people have been with me for 10 years because they know I'm always going to deliver the value. We always do. My team does. We're dedicated. And as the markets changed in transportation, right, with COVID, and it changes at such a fast rate that there's different parts of the service that it changes what the customers require. Oh, and yeah. we adapt to them. We support them through those changes. And essentially, like with COVID, in the beginning when it happened, it went quiet. It was like dead quiet. I've never in my life experienced anything like that. It was scary. And then it became like companies were internally looking at what they were going to do in their supply chains. And then it became for the ones that were able to adapt, there were heroes and zeros. And so the heroes became very busy. And then we started becoming very busy. And the other companies, you saw them become zeros. And it was actually quite sad in certain industries how hard they were hit. And as they started becoming busier and busier, then the prices started increasing. So then now what they pay in transportation, that starts increasing. And that can only sustain for so long. And then there's no capacity. So the prices keep going up, going up. And we're supporting them throughout all of this. Yeah. And then now it shifts again, right? Capacity is is available because other regional carriers have come up. People have, and so we help them with those choices. 
And, and now since there's capacity, there's downward pressure on the pricing. So now we can actually, for the first time in like two and a half years, deliver those savings on their contracts, start looking at, you know, the hard dollar savings. So anytime we're looking at a, like a, a sales strategy or partnership on what, how we're going to assist our companies drive those cost savings, hard and soft dollar, it's only six months out. Everything's only six months out because it, it essentially the market's changing at such a fast rate. We right. have a recession looming. We don't know how that's going to impact some of the other customers. So that's essentially, you know, the business. That's what makes it exciting, Chaz. I get up every morning. It's like, whoa, what's going to happen today? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Changing. I, I think I want to just point out to the listener a couple of things that you've said. Not, not practically, because you clearly know your stuff. Um, I'm actually just trying to like showcase you as just an incredible entrepreneur in mind. But I, I want to just point out to the listener the flow that you've taken us through. The, personally, whether you've realized that you've done this or not, we've had just in, this incredible fun and lightheartedness and energy. But like when it came time to business, you spoke with such conviction, not only about what you do for your clients, but then you got into the details of it. And the details of your business are different than mine. And the, then the yeah. details of your business are different than, you know, one of the listeners. And so that's not the point of your transportation specifics. The point is, is that you know your stuff and you're convicted and you're on it. And I, I couldn't imagine one of your clients not wanting to work with you because all they got to do is talk with you for, you know, six minutes and realize that, holy geez, this lady's going to take me to the promised land. And so I think that that's just like a, a like a level of confidence, a level of conviction. What would you say to the listener right now who's going, whoa, she's got a lot of punch. How do I get that? How do I speak with conviction? How do I like have this burning desire to like go forth? And even though it's maybe only six months out and I don't really actually know what's happening after that, but I can speak with certainty for the next six months and I can lead my clients the same way that Jackie is. What would you say to that person? I would say believe in yourself. At the end of the day, you if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. Yeah. And it, it stems back from the beginning of, of me, I would say, having my kids so close together. So they're 13 months apart. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I, you know, I was missing the business world. I was, it, was, it was a part of me that I needed it in my soul. And so instead of, you know, taking that nap with the kids, right, they had morning and afternoon naps, instead of napping with them for that hour and a half, I decided to cold call. Mm. So I decided to hit the phones. So I'm sitting at my kitchen table in my slippers and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start growing my business. I'm going to start from nothing. And that's what I started with, Chaz. I started with a phone and a dream. And I believed in myself. And that's what anyone can do. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it with two babies, stay at home, mom, essentially Chaz, like I ran on two to three hours of sleep a day for about five years. It was like a slow form of torture. Essentially. <laughs> like children sleep, sleep now. Sleep. But as they sleep and as they grow older, your bandwidth expands. So right. when they were young and I started in this business, I had to compete, and it's mostly dominated by men, which is fine, but I had to compete against them because they had eight hours a day to do what I could only do in an hour and a half. So it really comes down to time management, believing in yourself, and just hitting those phones. That's it. Just, just, just hitting it and believing that success isn't just something I do today. Success is, is, is a regiment. 
It's something that you invest in every day. Yeah. And over time, you become, you become successful That's and fun. your bandwidth can expand, right? My kids are older now. They don't need me as much. So now I'm able to invest more in my business and more in the growth, more in my team and more in my customers, which is awesome. So it's believe in yourself. You know, I, I think that we've all heard believe in yourself. And then yeah. everything that you gave after that is your story. And the the listener right now, like me, is going, whoa. Like, I do think that, well, geez, if Jackie can do it, I can do it. But that first initial piece that you just mentioned, that the believe in yourself piece, is so monumental. Yeah. Because everything starts with faith or belief. Because they're so intertwined with like the depths of who we are. And if there isn't any there, then the rest of it doesn't matter. I can get up at 5 a.m. I can work out. I can hit the phone. I can do all the actions. But if there is no belief, all of it is futile, right? It's just unto nothing. And so you're right. That is the beginning of it. How did you get that? Because you said you started with a phone and a dream, some belief. Yeah. But where did the belief come from? How did you get it? So, and so I love that question, Chaz. So I grew up in a household. My parents were entrepreneurs and they, and they worked hard. And essentially, you know, they would give me jobs around the factory, like really terrible jobs, Chas. Like, you know, go clean the corner of the factory up on the scaffold. Uh, that was like what I do with my kids. <laughs> oh. oh, why? Why do I need to go there? Like covered up. Why does that corner need to be clean? But, yep. you know, and, you start. And it better be really clean. And so you start there. And then I played high level sport. So I played, I played volleyball and I, I, you know, I took it to, as far as I could, played in university, played a bit in Australia. And essentially that also teaches you, right? It teaches you discipline. It teaches you that you're a part of the team. You have to train yourself in order for you to be better, but also your team to be better That's in right. order to be a collaboration and to work under stress. And essentially you win together or you learn together. That is, that is the key. So you learn those disciplines personally, yeah. but I will say professionally chess, you know, my second, it was my first outside sales job. So it was selling outdoor advertising billboards, right? Yeah, sure. Most cutthroat environment I've ever experienced in my life. Like, honestly, yeah. I learned trial by fire. I was a babe. I was a babe showing up like deer and <laughs> Uh-huh. And they ate you up and spit you out for lunch or oh, yeah. You oh yeah. Then just like take you and churn you. But you know, I had a boss who didn't speak to me for a year and a half. Very odd. I was on a hundred percent commission on a draw. And you know, like I had to sell or I didn't eat, really, at the end of the day. That was that was the alternative. And it just came out of sheer necessity. So I didn't know how to cold call chess. I didn't, I didn't even know how to do a sales meeting. I was like, how do you do this? I read a few books. I learned trial by fire, essentially. Yeah. I made my own list. It was super cutthroat. And I started hitting the phones. And I started learning. And I had this, like, this, this chart, how many no's to get to a yes. And I'd be like, okay, that's a no. And like cross up, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to get to a exactly. yes soon. It will come. It will come. And, you know, but you learn and trial by fire and knowing that this will hone your craft. And I will say that is the beginning for me where I was able to transition that cold calling experience and the sheer cutthroat environment to believing in yourself for one yeah. under no sleep with children and to grow 
a business and a portfolio. So that's, you know, that's where it starts. You know, what I heard under all of that, I mean, just incredible insight, your story. I was in advertising sales myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But even underneath that, you were like crossing off the nose, right? A yes is going to come, I believe, right? Yeah. And so what, what I heard underneath it, that there was optimism. Yes, it's hope. Yes, it's belief. Some, somewhere in there that was deposited to you by your, maybe your parents or something else you know, a book that you read or whatever, but it was optimism of going, it's okay. No's okay. I'm okay with no, because I know, or I hope, or I have faith, or I believe that something greater is coming. And so I also love that, that it can't stop there. You can't just have hope or belief that it has to be coupled with action. And so you, yeah. boom, belief, phone. Dial. That's the equation. <laughs> I have, I have the funniest story for you. So I call this, and so one of my favorite cold calling stories, essentially, is I call this guy, right? Every day for a week. It's so, it's, sorry, like weeks and weeks and weeks, right? Finally get a hold of him. He's like, Jackie, out of all the things I don't have to do in a day, and out of all the things I do have to do in a day, you are the last on my list. Do you understand me? That's what he's saying. Do you understand me? You are the last on my list. Silence. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm on your list. When exactly. You That's exactly what I was Yes. So you're telling me there's a chance. I don't like somebody. Like, perfect. Thank you. Well, that's, a good, that's one of my favorite stories, Josh. You know, if anybody grew up, you know, where they were old enough to watch a movie where they referenced or they, they could hear my reference that I just did of, of you're telling me there's a chance, then good for you. If you're too young to reference that, then sorry, I'm not going to tell you. But that everything that you just said is literal optimism. Like, yeah. you just got to hope and believe. But underneath it, freaking running like crazy, calling, meetings, working the list. You know, I had, I had somebody text me today. There's a person that I've been in and out of contact with for a couple of years, and I am all about action. Very much similar to you where it's like, okay, yeah. look, I know that I can have hope and belief, but I got to just, I got to go do. I have to be a doer because doers do stuff, which then creates some sort of a mess, sometimes results, which gives me some confidence. And then I just keep doing, I learn and, and make it better. This person individually that I'm, that I'm referring to, we go back and forth a little bit. And each time that we've gotten reconnected, it's usually because he's floundering to a degree. And usually you're floundering as an entrepreneur because you've stepped away from this like action piece or this, yeah. this like revenue generating like obsession. And it doesn't mean that necessarily as an entrepreneur, you have to be the guy making the phone calls at, all the time. Right. But that has to be the, the action, the being the doer has got to be the lane that you live in. Because otherwise, it's like, well, what, why am I doing this? It just becomes very round and fluffy and hot air balloon-like. It's like, no, no, I want to be on a jet. We're going, we're going to that specific location. It's already preset. I'm trying to get as much fuel in the tank as I can. I want to get there as fast as possible. Let's go, right? Like, There's like a lot of just energy that, that, uh, that you're talking about. So I love it. You have given us very, very clear directions. Let's talk about decisions that you've made. Yes. You've already actually given us several, but what was a good decision practically in your business that you yeah. can look back on and go, Chaz, this right here, I've done over and over and over, or I would do over and over and over, and something that we can implement into our business. So I would say, well, for me personally, one of the best decisions I ever made was to, instead of napping, like I said, with my children, was to start picking up the phone and dialing. And, and 
and to realize that as you, like I said, the bandwidth, as your bandwidth expands, you're able to invest more in your business. Essentially, that is probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because it, you fast forward 10 years later and here I am, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and that equates to like the person listening right now. It's like, okay, your bandwidth, maybe they don't have kids or maybe they do have kids, but you know, they're like me, they're the husband and my wife is in the position that you were. So yes, yeah. I'm involved, but like the point is bandwidth is certain and just do it anyway. Figure just out a way. Just do it. Just do it. And don't feel guilty. Don't judge yourself and don't take yourself too seriously. That's another thing. Like in cold calling, I think that's a gift from God, to be honest. And I just honed it. Everybody has gifts, right? My daughter, she's a great public speaker and she's great at rock, paper, scissors. One day that is going to manifest in a very, very good way. I don't know. <laughs> she won a tournament for 300 people. Who knew? Anyways, <laughs> that is a gift. And, and God gave me that gift. I think everyone has a gift like that. And so understanding that that is something that you can rely on and expand and grow that's a part of you. It's, it's just, yes, believe in yourself. I don't know what else to say because good things come when you're disciplined and you believe in yourself. Yeah. Those two go together, the belief and the discipline. What about a bad choice? We've talked a lot about what you've done yeah. that's worked. What didn't work that we can stay away from? So I, that's a, Chaz, that's an interesting question because I'm not going to say I made any bad decisions because look where I am today. That's like me saying, I don't like where I'm at. Right. Have I made mistakes? Of course. Of course. Are they bad decisions? No. So it, it, essentially we grow or we learn, right? Sorry, we, we win or we grow, right? That's right. And all of those, I guess, mistakes or I lost a big deal, that's fine. Me and my team will look at it and we'll grow from it. You don't win everything. You're constantly evolving and learning. And I would say that. I would say it's more missed opportunities. Let's put it at that. Missed okay. opportunities. But the What's the practical underneath that? Because I, I love your mindset. And I think the, the king mindset or the queen mindset around failure is learning, right? Like as long as I can find the lesson, then it wasn't actually failure. It was just the next step unto winning. So I yeah. love all of that. <clears throat> Under the you know, umbrella that you just gave us of, of missing out on opportunities, what do you do differently now because you missed out on those opportunities? Oh, I love that question. Okay, so I would say... What I do differently now is I rely more on my team. You okay. have to trust in your teammates. I have an exceptional team that I work with and, and I, I thank them for it every day. I've been working with them, some of these people for almost a decade. Yeah. Uh, it's trusting in them and their brilliance and their experience. It's important to do that because you're not an island. You can't succeed on your own. You have to rely on others. And I would say that's something that I've learned to do over time because yeah. naturally, like I'm a doer, it's important to expand that out and work together collaboratively as a team. Yeah. Would you say that it's pretty easy for a doer to eventually become a bottleneck? Yeah. You know what? Because we have a tendency to hold on to things that we should be letting go and letting others do because you're responsibilities evolve and change and you should allow yourself to grow and change with those responsibilities. So I would say that's something that I'm doing now and, and continually being mindful on. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. 
What what about Jackie? A decision that comes across your desk today. You just said there's no bad decisions, but you're learning. I love that. But yeah, what sort of a process or formula do you follow to try to make good decisions as you're making them, even now? I think the formula, Chas, is is to have a strict regimen in life. So you have to be number one disciplined. I believe to help me physically fit or exercising your body which is exercising your mind. You have to be reading, right? Expanding your mind. And so that helps you make good decisions. That because you're in a very great mindset, a good headspace, being positive, being open with your teammates, being open to their um, responses or working with them. And that's essentially how to make good decisions is listening to the people around you, making sure you're in a good headspace as well. And then collaboratively together, you can make a great decision. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, the the journey there that you gave of individually where it starts and then collaboratively as it as it ends. <clears throat> and just to put a little plug in here, just because before we hit the record button, we were talking about working out at 5 a.m. And we I were, know. you know, kind of being, you know, cheerleaders for each other in that way. But it's like, you're right. You're on this journey of like this ultra kind of new vi- version of yourself and yeah. and health and and working out and. And so maybe the listener hasn't started that journey, or maybe they're like me, where I've always known fitness was important and my mind was important. And I was all about reading and filling my mind with great things and, and growing and exchanging ideas and growing in that way. But the gym or, or working out or fitness or even nutrition just was like, I, you know, like I just never have time. It just always kept getting pressed down until even just the last probably, I'd say three or four years where I like really was like, no. This is associated to how I make decisions, like you just said. It is. In order for my mind to be right, my body has to be right. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm 6'5 and skinny. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to be this jacked dude that looks like he came right out of the gym. However, I can tell you that my mind is sharp and I want it to be sharper. So I'm going to keep going to the gym, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it's even if it's just going for a walk. Listen, Chaz, with my, with my kids, a stay-at-home mom, right, growing and competing, in the industry and not having that time. But as the time grew, my business grew. And, you know, with that being said, yeah, I didn't work on myself for exercise wise. I didn't have the time to do so. I relied sheerly on, I guess, just belief, (laughs) just believing in yourself. And that's where it began. But now, you know, you have the time, you have the time to go for the walk, walk in nature, connect there, clear your mind. It, you know, it doesn't have to be getting up at 5 a.m. Right. But for me, it is. For me, it's getting up at 5 a.m., working out at 5, 5.30, like F45. I guess it's a plug for F45, but it changed my life. So I love it. It's a, but, but that is essentially whatever that looks like to you. It's important. Yeah. It's important to clear your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100% right. It's funny. There, there, I've, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs and I get to have great conversations with entrepreneurs like you and all of the ones that I've come across that are in agreement on this topic, all of them, I mean, maybe one or two have, are not on the 5am, but it's like, it's always, Hey, look, do whatever is right for you. Just make sure that you're doing it. But for me, it's 5am. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, man, there's a lot of successful people that say, Hey, do it however it works for you. And I do believe that. I think that you could you could work out at night. You could uh, wake up at 10 and work, work until midnight. Like, I don't think that the time frame actually matters. Those are just boxes that we put ourselves in. However, especially if you're going to have kids, 
it's probably going to be 5 a.m., bro. Just be honest with yourself. Get up and take care of it. Just do it. And because with the kids, right, you have so many demands. And me, like being a stay-at-home mom, I have to continually multitask. It's continually shifting from, you know, when the babies, when they were little, right? Like change the diaper. Now I'm making a call. There's a customer calling. Now I'm, you know, making lunch. And, And so you continually have to shift back and forth and be able to multitask as well. Like it's, 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 I'll tell you a funny story. So when I was first starting out, I had a really important call with the vice president, right? So my son, I think he was like three at the time. So he wasn't feeling well and that's okay. So I'm on the call. I'm discussing it. I have this big opportunity. My son comes over and walks and he looks and he's like, mama, I don't feel well. And I, and I'm like, I'm like tapping him on the head. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And so all of a sudden he projectile vomits on me as I'm talking and presenting to this VP, I'm covered in vomit. Thank goodness it wasn't a WebEx. And so I'm covered in vomit. I have to pick him up to the, to the bathroom, rubbing his back as I'm still, as I'm still talking on the phone. I'm like, is this a movie? Like, is someone filming me right now? So that is multitasking. That is essentially what moms or dads or whoever stays at home or you don't or whatever your decision is. But that is what you have to do. You have to be able to multitask and flip between different responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, I think I can be backed up by all the listeners of just, wow, but what an inspiration, what an encouragement, because entrepreneurs have the same, even if, even if no kids are even in the picture and I just go into my business or businesses and it's like, there is a moment where I got projectile vomited on and I had to handle that, that, and that all at the same time. And I couldn't even wipe it off or even change my tone or my facial, you know, expression. I had to just keep going, which is just, I mean, I don't know if that's like the essence of persistence, but man, you gave us some, some juice in that story. So I appreciate that. I want to transfer over to our, our speed round, Jackie. The first question is about KPIs. And I say it like this, if you could only pick one thing to track forever and ever, what would it be? Okay. So I think that changes over time as your business changes. So in the beginning, when you're growing your business, I think, and for me, as with, with two small children, right, two babies, it was sleep. Okay. So the, the KPI was sleep. And then as things grow, then it's how many no's to get to a yes, because now you're calling, you're dialing, you, you do a lot of the doing in the middle part, right? In the beginning and middle. But then as you evolve and change, now you have a team. Now you can rely on them for things that you used to do that you can now hand off, which is great. And they can support you there. And now it's conversion ratio. It's how many presentations do I need to do to convert to a customer? So the conversion ratio and also the retention. Because if if you're growing, right? If you're growing and you're bringing in all this business, but it's all falling out the bottom, then really like it's not, you're not winning. So it would be retention and conversion ratio right now for me and my business. Yeah. No, I I love the journey along the way too, because again, we've got listeners of all sizes and, and shapes and locations that are listening. So I think that that's fantastic. What book or maybe resource would you recommend for one of the listeners that wants to grow? So that's the thing, Chas, throughout this journey. We've been talking about bandwidth, right? It, it, it really, it, it's for me, it's been staying current. It's been newspapers and staying current on top of what's happening in the marketplace. I'm in transportation. Everybody knows how much it's changed. 
in, in the last couple of years, and it continues to change. So it's staying on that. I really haven't invested that time, Chaz, honestly, to the book side, but I am now because I'm able to, I have the time to do so. So the first investment was physical, was working out, making sure my body now is able to, you know, I'm obviously working on my mind with, you know, just staying current, but now it's growing. Now it's, you know, looking at particular books that I would like to read that I never had a chance to. Yeah. So I would Good ask point. you, what book do you recommend, Shaz? That, that is, I mean, if the listener is paying attention, they just heard a wordsmith and a salesperson at her best. Man, that sounded good. But I saw right through it. No, I'm just kidding. Appreciate the honesty and the vulnerability on it, like for real. Yeah. Because you're right. There are seasons. I mean, I've read a lot of books. Yeah. But there were seasons where I was just reading like a book a week. And then there's been seasons where I haven't read anything in months. And, and some of, some of it's the doing, like you're talking about some of it's a, a, maybe a new project or a certain season of life with kids or whatnot. I mean, we've got four, so we've been through some seasons. Yeah. yeah. So I think that actually what you gave is permission to the listener to be just like who you need to be in the season that you are. And so the book, the, the absolute number one book that I would give a recommendation to would be Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Think and Grow Rich, you're going to have to read it many, many times, or I would suggest that you read it many, many times. It's the only book that I read every single year, and I study it. I study my notes from last year. I really try to press into the 13 principles and and how those things apply to not only my life or my business, but my life, my marriage, my children, my legacy, you know, the whole deal. So happy reading. Thank you. Thank you. What, uh, what do you think about intentionally networking or masterminding with other entrepreneurs? I think it's very important to do. So even in, in, even in my portfolio today, I offer that to my customers. So I will say to them, who do you want to meet in the industry? Are you looking at a specific company or like what level are you looking at? And I offer that out to them because yeah. it is important to, right. you're not, like I said before, you're not an island we need to share ideas. We need to come together and support each other. So I believe that that it's very important to network. So me personally, yes, of course, but also for my customers, I think it's important for them to network and to help them expand their networks. Because at the end of the day, if they're winning, I'm winning. We're all winning. She's a connector. That's for sure. I love what you said as far as not just you, but then being able to do that for others. I think that that's it's two levels there. Obviously, King Mindset is to be able to grow your network. Like you realize that everything comes from a relationship, everything. Okay. So then now, if I can add that type of value where I know personally everything for me comes from a relationship, okay, great. That means I value relationships. I press into them, all the things that you just mentioned. But now I need, now I can go take it to another level and I can help other people grow their network and get their value from relationships. Even teaching people how to build relationships. It's like it, you would think that people know, but they don't. And it's okay, but everything comes from a relationship. So it's like, man, how do we, how do we, how do we transfer energy? How do we, how are we tonality? How are we, how are we being excited about the opportunity to chat with their optimism, the opportunity to say no or yes? Like yeah. all of these things that we've been talking about here today play right into building just incredible relationships. So I look forward to where this relationship will go and see what what the connections or furthering of the network for you and for me, because I already know based on our interactions that like, yes, like just check the box. Absolutely. This is somebody that, that I need to know and, and continue to press into. I got a question for you about family. I'm just so interested in how you're going to spin this. 
is I believe that in order to be successful in business, we have to be obsessed. It's a burning desire. You're going to yeah. learn that they can grow rich, that you, we have to press all in. And it's the exact same thing over in the family or the marriage or the kids, however you categorize that. And so for me, it's like, well, in order to be successful over here, I need to be obsessive. It's not like balancing them. It's I'm just going to go all in on them. How have you done that? Maybe give us some practicals on how you've gone all in on both family and your business. Oh, that's a great question. So I would say going all in is being a stay-at-home mom. Now, it's different for everybody. Like it's, you know, a happy, a happy mom is a happy home and that's right. different for everybody. But for me, going all in is, you know, leaving my career that you know, a very successful career to stay at home with the kids. And, you know, it's hard. It's a 24-hour job. It it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I'm not going to lie. And that's going all in. And then, and forgiving myself, I guess, you know, to to just allow myself to do an hour and a half of the business to try to get back in and and to grow it, knowing with that belief that, I'll have more time in the future to yeah. grow, which I did. So I would say that is an example of going all in. Yeah. How, yeah. how does the entrepreneur listening today, queen or king, how, and, 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 and it can be kids that are older, kids that are younger, and they don't have the ability to stay at home. I guess I'm trying to get the other side of the coin from your perspective, obviously. It's not maybe what you've yeah. done. You're all in as your example. What would you say to the person that, can't stay at home or maybe the other spouse is at home and they're in the business. How does that person running the business go all in? Do you think from the, from the person that did stay home? I'm, I'm curious to know your perspective. Yeah. I think it's forgiving yourself. So I think just like for women, like I can only speak from my perspective, but I think there's expectations put on women that are unattainable. I okay. think that I, I, I think that you can't have everything. I think that things will give. And, you know, if you go all in, so you decide to go to work, that's great. That's awesome. That's your path. That's your journey. So that is your all in. But knowing that you have set up, so for the whole life, right, that you have set up the success for your kids in a different way. And everyone's path is different. This was just mine. Yeah. And and so practically inside of that, it's, you know, maybe there's a cleaner or there's someone that delivers food twice a yeah. uh, month. Or you maybe have a chef or there's other things that you outsource that maybe you can't do because you are in a career, which is fine. Like you said, it's not necessarily one or the other per se. It's more of just like your personal journey or your beliefs. Okay, fine. Go all in is what you're saying. Either way. Go all in. Go all in. You have to. And, and the other thing is starting your business, you have to go all in. So there's no halving it, right? I think you would agree. Yeah. So if you want to start something and you believe in it and you believe in yourself, you got to go all in. Go all in. There's nothing to lose, right? There's only lessons learned and you move on. And so that is another way of going all in. I believed in myself. I started from nothing, like I, nothing. I just started dialing the phones and, and then grew and grew the portfolio. So, you know, it, that's also going all in, leaving a very successful career and, and starting out from scratch. So there's two ways of going all in. Love it. Okay. I've got one last question here for you, Jackie. I, I'm, yeah. I'm actually really sad that we're already here. I might just come up with another one just to keep this thing going. But okay. the question is this, if you could whisper 
in the younger Jackie's ear? What would you say? Yes, that's a great one. If I could whisper in her ear, I would tell her, oh, I would tell her to be calm and have patience. I know that for me, you know, I knew and believed in myself that success would come, but it gets hard, right? Like it gets hard and you're like, oh, when is it going to happen? And I would tell her to be calm and trust in the process and trust in herself which I'd done, but I would just reassure her. I, I, yeah, yeah. And, and to have the patience, which I did, but I guess making the journey easier, if that makes any sense. Maybe enjoying the journey. I think so. I think yeah. so. You know, and you look back and it's so hard, right? It's so hard, the no sleep and, and you're trying to grow something and, now my kids, you know, are older, they're 11 and 12, and I'm able to do more business-wise, which is great, which is awesome. But, you know, looking back and saying, you know, it was a good time. It was all worth it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And when you do look back, even though those are really sticky moments, yeah, uh, you, you tend to miss them, even though that in the moment it was, you know, you could barely survive. Yeah. So that's great perspective. All right, Jackie, this has been incredible. How can the listener, maybe they have transportation needs or they need you to get in their stuff and audit it. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Maybe they just even want to pick your brain as an entrepreneur. Where can they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn, Chaz, under Jackie Pressy. And I look forward to hearing from you because we're looking forward to saving you money. Love it. Love it. Uh, what a line. She's on it, folks. You have been incredible. You have an incredible energy and positivity. I'm so thankful that I know you now and I look forward to a building out a relationship. Blessings to your family, your Thank business. You. Thank, Thank you. you for being here, Jackie. Thank you, Chaz. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners, is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.